0: from the heart coming at you from a chilly morning in the limp woods and Hughes Forest of Mason County, Washington, that's the south sound of the Evergreen State. We're about forty-five minutes from Olympia. Not even that, really. About an hour and an hour and a half from Seattle. We're up in the woods on five acres, and you wouldn't know that we're near state capitol. You wouldn't know that we're near one of the biggest metropolis cities in America. You wouldn't know it looking out this window right now at the trees and at the deer and at the blue jays and the ravens that are as big as my head. And that's what we like about where we live. I love that I can look out this window and feel like I'm podcasting to you all over the world. And well, I am. I am podcasting to you all over the world, and I thank you very much for being here. I would love it if you joined my paid podcast. Now, hang on. I know you're going to get all screwed up about it, but the thing is, and here's the distressing thing, is I have listeners in so many places. So, so many places. I'm actually going to update the stats here because I haven't done that in a while. I've got good internet now, by the way. I still haven't broken 50 countries. For some reason, we are stuck at 49 countries, and I know there's a lot more countries we can hit. Top countries, United States, Germany, France, Canada, the UK, Japan, the Russian Federation, Australia, South Africa, Brazil. Thank you. Not too far behind, South Korea, India, and Sweden. We are now in 860 total global cities. That's a lot. First on the list, Frankfurt, Germany, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Novato, California, Columbus, Ohio, Ashburn, Virginia, San Francisco, California, Seattle, Washington, Olympia, Washington. That's kind of cool. We just mentioned those two cities that were close two, and they are neck and neck. Seattle has a few more listeners so far than Olympia, but that's pretty cool. I like that they're neck and neck. It's a little bit of a competition if you're listening from those two cities. It won't take much Olympia to pull ahead of Seattle, and Seattle, in fact, is only a couple of downloads behind San Francisco. That's kind of cool. So Olympia is followed by Sparks, Nevada. We have a good friend that lives out there. Maybe she's helping me with those numbers. Thank you if you are. Stephanie, I won't mention her by name. St. Paul, Minnesota, East Greenwich, uh, Rhode Island. Uh, Châtillon in France. Yeah, we got a lot of cities. We've got 49 total countries, 860 total cities, and not one convert from any of these have come to the paid podcast. Well, I've done something a little different. I've made it so you could pay what you think it's worth. And why don't we start off at a dollar? Because I can't go lower than a dollar, and that's about as low as I would go anyway. I'm not going to, you know, I can't put the amount of work I put into the podcast and charge nothing for it. Although, here I am doing just that. You are listening to this on the free version of the podcast, which is getting out somehow to 49 countries and 860 total cities with zero people converting to the Patreon. And I don't get it. But it's getting harder and harder to pay the light bills. I lost my radio job. I think that's the first time I've mentioned it here on the podcast. So I'm still... Well, I shouldn't say still. I'm, I'm just past the anger levels of having a friend and former coworker buy the radio station and then fire me once he bought the radio station, which I thought was just beyond anything. But anyway, I'm not going to dwell on that. He may be even listening to the podcast, but it was just... A real shit move it really was pardon my french and uh, i'm getting past it now but took a big big income hit huge income hit huge sacrifice for my family to lose that money so i've got to pay the lights more than ever now and i'm working overtime on my day job and i would like to grow this podcast for god's sakes i've only been doing it for five years we should be in the hundreds of thousands by now and we're not so please Dollar a month, that's all I ask, and we'll get right to the topic here. Dollar a month, go to patreon.com slash Hughes and show some love for the podcast. We do broadcast just about every day. Here, not so much, as you can tell. Let me see, actually, the last time. It doesn't matter, really, because when you listen to these, you're listening to them in all sorts of orders. But, yeah, I haven't done a podcast in, like, three months almost, April. I did one in early April. Can that be right? Let me see. No, that's not right. Uh, why is this not? I just said we have great internet, and we do. Okay, I'm already on that page. Let me go here. from the Hughesfromtheheart.com is where you can hear all the uh, free episodes. Yeah, April 5th was the last free episode I did. So basically, none in April other than the first few days of April. None in May, and we're... Almost three-quarters of the way through June, right? So this is my first one in a while. And if you're wondering why, it's because I've got to focus on making some money out of the podcast. I'll be totally honest with you. I I would love to be able to afford to do this just for nothing all day long, and I can't. Uh, More and more, I have to justify the time I spend on this podcast to myself. And if it's not making any money and I'm barely surviving, it seems stupid to keep doing it uh, on the free version anyway. So... I will keep doing this in hopes that we will attract some people who would like to come over to the paid podcast, but I would love, especially after this episode where I'm pleading for new listeners and subscribers to please show me some kind of a blip of hope at patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes. I want to talk now about the hermetic philosophy. I find this really, really fascinating, and I've been reading more and more books about uh, hermeticism, In hermetic philosophy. It's one of the most interesting and just wonderful philosophical systems that has developed throughout history and one that has remained a mystery for so long to so many people like myself and maybe even to you. There are seven hermetic laws at the center of the hermetic tradition. They're universal principles. A lot of the stuff we talk about today, all these years later, all these centuries later, we're still talking about these things. And they unveil significant truths about the basic laws of the world. These laws are are really, really mind-blowing when you look at them because they seem so simple. And you think to yourself, yeah, this is really how life works. This is just the way life is supposed to work. And these laws are portrayed, in their essence anyway, in the book The Kabbalion. And it's a work that has attracted the imagination of readers over time. And I just read this a few months ago. And then I reread it again, and it's a very, it's simple, but it's difficult as well. I don't even know how to describe the Kabbalion, but it is a life-changing work, and everyone should read it. Everyone should read it, in my opinion. So here are the seven hermetic secrets, if you will, principles, philosophical systems. First is the principle of mentalism. This law requires us to acknowledge the mind's power in the creation of reality. I'm so big on that. It's really the essence of this podcast that our minds create everything that we see. Everything you see is not out there. It's in here as I point to my head or to my heart or wherever the mind is. Some people think the mind isn't even inside the body. That used to be the thought that the mind and the brain were the same thing, but not so much anymore. Those aren't uh, the main philosophies anymore and theories. The mind could very well be outside the body, which would explain how we're able to do and think and associate things the way we do makes way more sense to think the mind is kind of out there, but still we witness everything in here. If that makes sense, everything in the world is created through your imagination and through your Theories on life and your views on life and your discriminatory tastes, everything comes from you, from inside you. If you stop existing, everything stops existing. Do you see how that works? If your mind goes blank, things vanish from your mind. If your mind dies, if it can die, everything vanishes. It's pretty fascinating. So it acknowledges the mind's power in the creation of reality, the notion that everything in the mind may appear uh, bold, but when we study the significance of thoughts and ideas in our life, we realize that we are co-creators of the world around us. And this is one of the most wonderful superpowers we've ever been given. And it's one of my basic beefs with organized religion because it teaches the opposite, that we were created and we have to keep bowing down to our creator and somehow we are separate from our creator. We are creators as well. We are gods as well. You don't like hearing that for whatever reason. You'd like to be this little ant on the ground just crawling around at the whim of everything and everyone. I don't like that. I'd much rather believe that I am a god as well. I am part of God force. You are part of God force. We are all everything. The rocks and the deer and the whales and everything around us, the trees. We are all God force. We all have the God force in us. But many people, for whatever reason, I'm not going to change your opinion on this, Many people would rather be this meek, little, kind of making my way through life, hoping God doesn't strike me with a lightning bolt. If I get him pissed off today. Oh, maybe I'll be around tomorrow. Maybe I won't. The meek will inherit the earth, which is one of the most misunderstood lines in the entire Bible. The Bible is one of the most misunderstood books in the history of books. Boy, people have taken that book. People think the Quran has been misunderstood. The Bible's been... If anything, the Bible is one of the biggest books on the law of attraction and the principles of mentalism that has ever been written. But people had to run away with it and say, this is how life has to be. If it's not in the Bible, it should not be. Now, the Bible doesn't mention the Internet. No, we shouldn't have the Internet. I mean, I'm taking it a little too extreme, but people always point that, well, it's in the Bible. Well, yeah, But not everybody believes in the Bible. The Bible is a book written thousands of years ago, which you can choose to believe or not. Um but you gotta do your own thinking too, for goodness sakes. If things don't make sense in the Bible, then don't accept them. That's all. <laughs> Isn't that how life is? If something doesn't make sense to you, you don't have to accept it. It's because somebody told you to accept it? Anyways, back to the principle of mentalism. Understanding and controlling our thoughts may impact our experiences and pave the way for development as individuals. Number two, the second principle. The second universal law, if you will, of hermeticism is the principle of correspondence. It shows that there is a significant relationship between the many levels and dimensions of reality. This connection inspires us to investigate the fundamental unity of all that exists, to recognize that the microcosm mirrors the macrocosm, and that the principles that govern the cosmos appear in our own particular experience. This is another big one. This is one of my favorites, and it's number three, although it could very well be number one or two. These aren't necessarily in any order of importance, I don't think. The law of vibration highlights that everything is in motion. Nothing is at rest. Nothing. And for so many centuries, probably, people thought that everything was at rest, that this table is solid, that this rock is solid. If you put it under a powerful enough microscope, you will see that it is not solid at all. Everything is in continuous motion. Everything emits a vibrational frequency. Everything, including your thoughts. Including your thoughts, your ideas, your emotions. Knowing this law allows us to tune into higher frequencies, increasing our vitality, broadening our perception. Number four, polarity. This is the fourth hermetic law. Polarity provides us with the realization that balance is found in the harmony of opposites. Duality is a component of our human experience, and we discover completeness by accepting both light and darkness. We may transcend judgment and achieve a place of harmony in our lives by accepting these polarities. Number five, rhythm. That's the fifth law of Hermeticism. It tells us that everything moves in cycles. Life has a rhythm just as the seasons come and go, and the tides ebb and flow. Recognizing these ryth- rhythms allow us to accept and flow with unavoidable changes, resulting in better harmony with the flow of the cosmos. See, if we just accepted rhythm more, we wouldn't fight life as much as we do. We fight everything. We fight everything. All day long. Just count. If you don't believe me, count how many things you fight. We fight people. We fight ideas. We fight principles. We fight politicians. We fight this. We're always fighting something. Find rhythm. Find rhythm. And accept the flow. Go with the flow. And people think that's like a cop-out to go with the flow. Well, if you go with the flow, you usually don't drown. So When you go against the flow, you hit the rocks head-on. Number six, cause and effect. The sixth law of hermeticism. It's a reminder that every action has a consequence. Nothing happens by chance. Each decision we make results in a corresponding reaction. We know this, right? Intuitively, we know all these things. Understanding our own responsibility helps us to behave with wisdom and authority, constantly pursuing happiness and personal improvement. And finally, number seven, gender principle. The gender principle reminds us that both masculine and feminine aspects are present in all things, including us. And that's the thing is if people understood this, that we are Eternal beams of light. That this idea that we're male, female, that we're Muslim, that we're Christian, that we have to read the Bible, we have to read the Quran, we gotta this. That, that. We're so stiff and rigid in our viewpoints, and we think it has to be one or the other, right? And I was like that too, for God's sakes. And this is one of the things that I am still coming down from is this stupidity that I was like, "Oh, you're born with a penis. You're born with a.... yeah, biologically speaking, but gender is not." The biology part of things, right? It's a universal force that pervades all elements of existence. And it shouldn't piss people off as much as it does. I mean, look at a butterfly flying around. You think it's so steadfast in its ways that I'm a male butterfly. Look at me how handsome I am. I'm a male butterfly. Or, look at me, look how pretty I am. I'm a female butterfly. Look at all the males going after me. And even the females like me too. There's a lot of females that go after me too. I think they're thinking that? You think they're living their life based on, you know, they're not stuck on that at all. For them, it's all biology, right? Whether they're a buck or a doe, that's what matters to them. But it's from a biological perspective. It's not like a cultural thing. We are eternal beings of light, and all of us contain masculine and feminine aspects. All of us. Once you realize that, it's not that big a deal, is it? For the woman to have put on pants and for the guy to put on eyeliner, for God's sakes. Just relax. Pick your battles. Recognizing this divine union of opposites helps us in balancing and integrating diverse aspects of ourselves. So those are the seven hermetic laws. I want to thank the Taoist.online for this information. Uh, Raquel Parker, specifically, who had this piece published in the Taoist Online. And uh, the Kabbalion is just an amazing piece of work. You could read more about these principles in the Kabbalion. It's a very short read, but mind blowing read. And you can get it on Amazon or a local bookseller. It offers a gateway to these universal truths. And you can explore further the hermetic secrets. See, when I was a kid, hermeticism, the only time that ever came up was, it's it's heresy, right, from the the Christian church. It's heresy, the hermetic laws, all this stuff was like considered New Age weirdness. It was called, you know, the New Age. See, when I was growing up, New Age was weird, man. You stayed out of those New Age bookstores. But I was always fascinated by New Age stuff. Uh, It was called the occult. That's what it was called, the occult. The occult was bad for you if you were a good Christian boy. The occult, you stayed away from the occult. The occult has probably more answers than most organized religions combined. But we were taught that it was taboo. We were taught to stay away from it. The Kabbalion, great, great work. And I can't believe I didn't read it until I was into my 50s. I wish I'd read that in college. So anyway, again, this is a free episode. I just gave you twenty minutes of my time, and I should be putting that twenty minutes. And now I'm gonna go back to podcasting for the, the paid subscribers, which hopefully you will become right now by going to patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes. Pledge a dollar a month for God's sakes, a dollar. Everybody listening to this has probably had a designer coffee this week that cost you, well, in America, anyway, where I'm broadcasting from, it costs anywhere from five to nine dollars or more for a silly cup of coffee and we drink it in five minutes. Would one cup of coffee cost you in America, Designer Coffee, would get you five or six or eight months of this podcast every day? That's a lot of podcasts for the same price as a cup of coffee. And then you look at if you add a muffin or a cookie, that's like a year. At Starbucks, that's a year's worth. I'm not kidding you. Like a muffin and a coffee at Starbucks, you're easily out twelve bucks. And never mind if you get a breakfast sandwich or things like that, and then you're out twenty bucks. And you're looking at like two years' worth of the podcast. I mean, let's put things in perspective. I I cannot accept the answer from people. I just can't spend any more money. Well then stop buying coffee for God's sakes. You don't need to live on designer coffee. Get yourself some old-fashioned coffee get yourself a french press and you know instead of eight dollars a day on coffee spend you know 20 cents a day on coffee if you don't have the money for that kind of stuff the thing is we have money for all sorts of things i'm not telling you how to spend your money i'm just saying i would really like it if you would show some love and support for the podcast because i need it more than ever i'm really hoping you'll come over and help keep the lights on because i i honestly i don't know if i can indefinitely keep doing this podcast i'm getting older I'm getting you know, I I gotta put my efforts into things a little more selectively than when I was twenty or thirty or forty years old. And I, I, I'm contemplating a lot of things like the future of the podcast too. I want to keep doing it, but I can't I can't put all the work I put into it, you know, eventually for like ten people to listen to it. I can't do that. If I had like you know, a bunch of money in the bank, get all this stuff, you know, self-sufficient, you know, in terms of money, I could do it to one person. I would do the podcast for one person. Sure. If if one of the cats or dogs would listen to me, I'd do it for them, but I can't do that in in real life the way it is right now. So if even a few of you will take this invitation and come over to Patreon, I'd really be grateful. Let's see if this actually works. This is going to go out again. I'm telling you, this is going out to 49 countries, It's going out to all those, uh, let me see again, I keep forgetting how many locations we're in, 860 cities for God's sakes. Now, not all of them are going to listen to this episode, of course, but a lot of them will. And let's see how many people will come over to patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes today. Much love to you, my friend. Thanks a lot for being here, and I will talk to you again soon. But not as soon as I will on Patreon, because that's where I'm going to be putting most of my efforts. As you can see, this is the first podcast in almost three months on the free side, because I got to, you know, like they say, free doesn't pay the bills, unfortunately. I wish free paid the bills, but it doesn't. Thank you. Much love to you. We'll talk again real soon. Now, come over to Patreon, for goodness sakes.